Welcome to Local St. Charles. This podcast is done in conjunction with the Greater St. Charles County Chamber of Commerce and focuses on local businesses, their successes, their stories, and their challenges. The Local St. Charles podcast is produced by Change Gateway. Hey everybody, it's Ken Tucker with Changescape Web. Welcome to the Local St. Charles podcast and Facebook Live. Today I'm excited to be joined by Margaret Wolf, who's the owner of Margaret Wolf Photography. So Margaret, my understanding is you offer photography, videography, even drone work, predominantly for like real estate events and weddings. And in addition to being a, a photographer, you're also a real estate agent, correct? That is correct. So I'm also a notary. Oh, wow. All right. Notary public. That's all just kind of coming into being. I just got my stamp, so I'm pretty excited about that. So thanks for helping me promote that, too. Thanks for joining us today. I'm excited to talk to you. Thank you, Ken. Let's just jump right in. What makes your business unique? I started photography professionally in 2003. I have a degree in broadcast journalism, which I was required to take a photography class, but that didn't really um, interest me at the time. I was just more interested in getting on with my career, which was television reporting. And I decided that just getting that class was just meeting a, a credit for my degree. Okay. But it wasn't until about mm, 2000 or so when I really started kind of considering that I was working for a bridal magazine at the time and I saw other photographers in the area submitting their work and I thought you know I could do that and that's kind of how I fell into professional photography and of course with my television background it just kind of made sense to start my own production company. Sure. So what makes me unique is that I do have so many skills I have the ability to storytell and I think each photograph is a story in itself. And if you kind of commit yourself to telling that story, that tells a deeper story, obviously, but it gets better photography. Another thing that makes me unique is that I have been literally all over the world. Every event is a destination for me because you've never shot in that particular location before, but I'm so able to very quickly size up things, know the angles, know the lighting. And uh, I think just being in different situations has helped me every shoot is a new situation. So I'm able to go in there very quickly and and tackle that. But finally, I want to make sure that people know that my customer service means everything to me. I don't really consider myself a business, although I should. I am more of an artist. And that means a lot more to me than a business. So customer service is part of that. I want people to like my work. I want them to feel comfortable. And of course, I want them to, to refer me as well. Yeah, absolutely. How did you decide to make the transition from broadcast journalism to photography? Was it just you were getting frustrated in that industry or? Yeah, I spent about, spent about 10 years doing that. And although I loved it and I met incredible people, I saw amazing things and I learned so much about our world. Unfortunately, I made that my life and I kind of got burned out and I learned the hard way that you have to have more to life than just business. So again, the transition from being a business person to an artist sounds a little bit more appealing to me right. and it helps me to stop and smell the roses. Yeah, absolutely. I've been a story brand certified guide in the past and I'm currently a, a business made simple certified coach, which includes StoryBrand. I don't know if you're familiar with that from Donald Miller, but when we look at building websites, story is everything. 
The imagery speaks volumes, obviously. It's, it's much more powerful than the written word because online, you have a fraction of a second to catch somebody's yeah. attention. And so I love what you're incorporating and what you're doing. So I'm fascinated, you know, about the, the drone photography business as well. I know how powerful drone video can be, and I know it's not an easy process to, to go through. You want to talk a little bit about what you had to do to, to get your drone license? Yes, I'd love to, especially because I would like to encourage more women to get involved in it. Obviously, photography, imagery, video, that is very appealing to me. I'm a very visual person. So when I started seeing what was coming out of these drones, it just really <laughs> excited me. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of it. I'm actually a member on a Facebook page that people all over the world have joined. And I feel like I, I see these virtual tours of the entire world just through these drone images. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I earned my Federal Aviation Administration FAA Part 107 certification. Now, just to be clear, anybody can fly drones, but only people with that FAA certification can fly drones commercially. Right. So it brings us up to a higher level. There's a lot more safety involved. There's a lot more issues. There's a lot more risk involved. And yeah. so that's why when you say, well, anybody can fly a drone, I can get these pictures. That may be true, but are you paying insurance? Are you paying liability? Are you paying maintenance? Are you paying training? So all of that comes into play when you offer drone video and drone photography. But I love it. This industry is so in its nascent, it's just so beginning that we're going to see tremendous expansions and progression yeah. in very short times. I mean, the equipment has just gotten so much better. And the one-inch sensors on my particular drone, my fantasy is that more American companies start building these drones because right now the largest drone provider is a company, DJI. Mm -hmm. And it's based in China. So yeah. I would like to see more American companies get involved. Now, granted, there are some really good American companies. I would just like to see them get involved in the accessories and the actual build. Okay, cool. How many hours does it take to get that certification? That's a very good question. It's a very tough test. I yeah. mean, you have to learn weather. You have to learn meter. You have to learn flight patterns. So, for example, people say, hey, can you come and shoot over here? And I have to, well... Let me see if the FAA allows me. It might be too close to a heliport. It might be too close to an airport. It might be in a state park, which you can't drone in. Every city, every county, every state has their own particular rules. It's not that easy just going out and flying, which I wish were different because I would like to fly everywhere at any time. But there's yeah. rules you can't fly at night unless you have a special training and then you're you're able to be seen within three miles. So whenever I go out and shoot, it's it's always a gut check. It's it's nothing that's silly time or random. It's very specific. I'm constantly watching for people approaching me. Are they going to distract me? Are there any electrical wires? Where are the trees? Right. Am I close to hot air balloons? Is there a TFR, a temporary flight restriction? because it may be civil unrest. So there's a lot of things you got to keep in mind, but ultimately I'm just trying to get beautiful imagery. Yeah, awesome. When did you join the chamber and why did you decide to join the Greater St. Charles County Chamber? I just joined it within, I think the past month or so. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. A little bit about me personally, I moved here to the Weldon Spring St. Charles County area about five years ago. My brother and sister-in-law had triplet nieces 
and they were born very early at 25 Mm. weeks and they weighed one pound 10 ounces and i moved in to kind of help them out with their medical issues the girls are now six years old and they are doing amazing and if anybody knows me or has seen my work 90 percent of it includes my nieces (laughs) because i just love them so much yeah they are so inspiring to me i adore them but now they're getting older they're going to be in first grade so i've got more time to get my business going and and i immediately thought well i wanted to join the chamber i've been to a couple events so far and i have been extremely impressed by this particular chamber for example there was recently a legislative breakfast Nine area state legislators and senators showed up to that meeting at Old Hickory uh, Golf Course, and I was flabbergasted. I've been to many chamber events around the U.S., and I I have never seen that many local legislators show up. Now, granted, it was after their session, so they perhaps had more time. But to get that quality and that caliber of folks to that breakfast, I was very impressed because it was such one-on-one. People that actually ask questions of their local representative. I thought that was great. The other events I've been to, there's been a really terrific showing. So that just tells me people are committed to this chamber and I've already gotten business from it too. So I'm very grateful. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I've been a member of the chamber, I guess, since 2008. My background, I used to sell and manage IT solutions for a federal and state state and local business. And so I, I never worked in a local economy. So when I started my company, I was kind of struggling the first couple of years. I didn't really know what to do. And I wound up joining the chamber because I thought, I don't really know what people do in a local economy. I sell IT to governments. And so it was really an eye opener, but, it, but it's been a fantastic experience for me as well. I've done a lot of education with the chamber. I, I love to educate. I love to help people understand and yeah. try to give them the tools to make good decisions about how they can grow and market their business. So, Something that I like to do is I actually offer new businesses. It basically costs $200. I'll go in and I'll shoot a headshot for you. I'll shoot an exterior of your building. And then one more. It could be an interior. It could be a product shot. Because when you're starting out, you have no content. And then you can't steal from the internet because that's a copyright violation. That's right. You and I both know that the better imageries, the more connections and more clicks you get. So it's just a way for me to kind of give back to the community. And I'm a little bit persnickety or snobbish. I like to see good images on people's websites. Well, it's important because I think a lot of people recognize stock images. And there are some great stock images, don't get me wrong, but it's like lately I have seen the same woman <laughs> probably 30 times on 30 different websites over the course of the last two weeks. And I, I, I'm guilty, I've probably used her as well because it's great stock photos. But when you're thinking about business, personalization is really important. How do you express that any better than video or, or photographs? What challenges has your business really experienced and how did COVID impact your business, for example? Right. Uh, very good questions. Obviously, we're all facing that. I think the biggest struggle for me is just name recognition. And again, that's why I'm trying to go out and, and meet people and let people know that it's not scary. Video and photography is not scary. And it's actually quite fun. During COVID, obviously the mask, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm happy to share that. And I do let clients know that so that they feel comfortable. When I go in to shoot houses, I wear the mask, I wear gloves, and I wear foot little booties. I bring sanitizing wipes. 
anything I can to a protect myself, protect them, but to show people I'm respectful and I'm yeah. committed to their safety. But now I think with so much more opening up, I think I will have even more opportunities. And again, thank you for this opportunity to kind of share what I do and who I am. I think um, the economy is going to come back stronger, hopefully. I think so too. In certain markets, it, it did exceptionally well. And in other markets, it just absolutely hammered them. And, and you know, I feel so bad for so many businesses. My business we did well. Everybody needs digital marketing in a tough economy. The businesses that can afford to invest in digital marketing are going to typically come out big winners. Yeah. And I know the real estate industry has been, it's ridiculous in St. Charles County. I mean, the, the, <laughs> there are only like, what, 250 homes on the on the market right now that are listed it's, or something? It's insane. So we'll see. The price of lumber is coming down. Maybe that will spur more building. I don't know. Yeah. Right. This is these are insane times. Yeah. You know, as a side note, I started a YouTube channel. It's called Behind the Mask Stories of COVID. And people can find it at covidstories.tv. It's one of the things that I wanted to do as a passion project. I don't get paid for it. It's all volunteer and it's basically just me. And it has been a really amazing, humbling experience. Essentially what it is. I just asked people to share their experiences during COVID. We laugh, we cry. Some of it's like hilarious, like you can't even believe it. But uh, I want to preserve these stories. I think as a country and as the world, I don't want us to kind of skip over this. This wasn't a speed bump as maybe so many people might. But there are people that really suffered. There are people that really stepped up. There yeah. are people that really pivoted. And I want to capture those stories. And... I guess kind of grieve together, progress together, and remember. I think this is this is a really challenging time, and Absolutely. I'm so grateful my household was not affected. I'm so lucky with the little girls and their health situation, but I think we all just kind of need to give each other a pat on the back and a hug. Yeah, that's my goal anyway. That's actually the reason I started this podcast with uh, and and live stream with the chamber is because. My business was doing well, but I know so many people were struggling and I wanted to do something to give back and to help people get anything I can do to help increase visibility for the yeah. business. This was a good way to do that. So, And it's so funny, Ken, because I think people in our industry are like that. We're natural givers. We're natural helpers and problem solvers. It doesn't surprise me that that's why you started this, but generally in our community, in our industry media, I've met so many fantastic and just sweet-hearted people that do yeah. want to give and help. Yeah, definitely. I definitely want to check out more about the uh, covidstories.tv. I haven't had a chance to dig into that as much as I want, but I'm glad you did that because I agree absolutely with you. This is not a speed bump. This mm -hmm. is a game changer in, in a lot of ways. We're seeing it in employment right now. People are choosing yes. to either not work or change their careers or relocate. This is going to have huge repercussions. We're just now beginning to start to understand. We have fallen out of the workforce Yeah. because they can't get childcare. Exactly. I'm just hoping for the best. Yeah. I'm cautiously optimistic. Things are looking really good right now, but I've got some friends in Canada and there are challenges up there that are still uh, going on. We've got a major conference coming up in October that we would normally all gather at. And right now, obviously, Canada can't, you know, Canadians can't come into, into the U.S. or vice versa. So we don't know if we're going to be able to see them or not. So 
I am also fully vaccinated. I think that that's a very important thing to do. I think it's it's one of the best ways to make sure we can keep our economy going in an effective way. So, I agree, Ken. I'm not a scientist, but I agree. I'm yeah. just doing my part, what I think is right for the benefit of everyone. Absolutely. So you do a lot of work in the real estate realm. Is most of that uh, with your brother's company or do you work with other realtors? Right. Do you work with like home services contractors, like home remodelers and folks like that? Yeah, these are very good questions. My brother and I are fourth generation realtors. I never had any idea that I would be in real estate, but again, because I moved in with my brother, who is an amazing real estate agent, we thought it might be a good idea for me to get my license. Now, I don't sell. I'm not going to pretend I sell. That's not my forte. I let him handle that. He's he's brilliant. But I make everything look pretty, and I do his marketing and uh, his photography as well. So that's kind of how I use my photography and my license. Do you work with um, other realtors or other home services type contractors? Right. Generally, he kind of does that because he's more one-on-one with them, like, okay. um, you know, just different inspection companies or roofers or plumbers or electricians. Yeah. The idea is, is he and then we, we want to be able to be like a one-stop. So if somebody's selling their home or buying a home, we want to be able to say, oh, here are three carpenters. Here are three this. We, mm-hmm. we tried to help them make it as easy as possible. A lot of these are first-time home buyers, and a lot of our clients are folks that are downsizing. As you know, everything has changed <laughs> in, in real estate and in every industry. It's changed, and we're just trying to stay on top of that, learn the trends, and help facilitate the purchase or the selling of a home. How much of your business is not in real estate, like doing senior portraits or weddings or or capturing events. Right. And it can be seasonal because high school senior portraits are generally done in the summer before the senior year. So in the summer, I kind of get busy with family portraits or senior portraits, family events, weddings, and then obviously tackling any uh, real estate or one-offs. For example, I got a call from a woman who was out of town. Her parents decided to do a 50th anniversary after all, but it was like last minute scrambling, um, which I so encourage. I mean, if anything, if I could say anything about during COVID, please get family pictures. You don't know. Sadly, we lost my mother last June. It's been almost one year. Now she didn't die of COVID, but she was in an assisted living place and she was kind of locked up like they all were, you know? So she lost that socialization and and muscle memory and getting out and meeting people. And she had a stroke. I didn't even get to say goodbye to her because she was in another state and we couldn't all go be there with her. So if there's one thing, please get those family pictures, even if it's with your cell phone, which you didn't hear me say that. (laughs) I just never know. Well, so speaking of that, I don't know if this is a delicate subject or not, but Smartphones can do a a really good job of taking photos and videos. What would you say to a business owner that is just inclined to to want to do that versus hiring a professional? When do you think is more of an appropriate use for maybe you using your own smartphone as the camera versus bringing in a professional? You're right. I mean, some of these phones are amazing. They can do a lot of things. Yeah, that's going to be your first inclination. But compare what your competition is using. What are you seeing? What makes them different? I would start there. 
I would also say you can never go wrong with great photography. You're going to get those clicks and people will be able to judge you because now people are so much more savvy. We know so much more about pictures, picture taking, what can be done with them. For example, when I do headshots, I touch up everything. Men, women, it, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make you look that much, I don't want to say better, because it's, it's you. I just want you to look your best. So that means the lighting that I use, the posing, the positioning, but I go back and I touch up anything. It might be like a stray hair or something. Yeah. I'm just trying to make you look you, but your best. And the same thing with product shots, especially with food. If there's a local restaurant, they think that they can't afford photography. Well, look what your photography can bring. You, know, oh, you can yeah. get more clicks and more people in your door. But that's yeah. a different technique. You need the special lighting to make sure that your sandwiches don't look flat, that the meat doesn't look dead, that right. your drinks look amazing and inviting. Right. And it's the same yeah. thing with selling a home. Yeah, you can have a house with the windows blown out. You're right. You captured it. But what happens if we use a window pole, which is actually me shooting three, four, five different exposures and then bringing in what we can actually see through the window? You'll be amazed at that comparison side by side. Great points. Absolutely. I know a lot of people are reluctant to have their portraits taken. What advice do you have to help them overcome any concerns that they might have about that? That is such a great question. And on Monday, I shot uh, headshots for the Keller Williams Chesterfield office. Now, I don't know if you know, but I'm a woman of a certain age <laughs> and I hate getting my picture taken. It's it's not good. And I just kind of put myself into every other woman's perspective. It's we just don't like to see ourselves. It, it is what it is. And I just try to encourage them and let them know I'm going to make you look the best that you can. I take time with them. I'll show them the back of my camera and I'll say, where do we go from here? How are you feeling about that? Again, it's that rapport. It's that connection. It's building trust so that they can learn to relax and say, OK, Margaret, got it. Okay. And it's not just a woman problem. Men can be just as anxious or uncomfortable. And I think sometimes we forget that men have those feelings too. So I guess I just kind of go into it saying, look, I know how it feels. I'm glad you're on that side of the camera and I'm on this side of the camera. But I've been there before and it's all of my headshots are my self-portraits. So I'm like, oh, ooh. <laughs> you know. so I know what it feels like. I just try to do the best I can. And again, kind of talking to the client, getting a feel for what they're really looking for. Is it something a little bit more buttoned up and professional or could it be a little more casual? Maybe it's them getting them involved in their hobby or something where they feel physically comfortable in. That, that tends to help too. Yeah, photography is really, really important. My business, we, we tend to work with a lot of home services contractors, home remodelers, roofers, yeah. painters. People want to see the people that they're going to be doing business with. It is so important to have your picture on the website, especially if you're in a business where you're going to be going into somebody's home. Mm -hmm. I just can't stress that enough. Professional photography, like you said, I don't think it's ever going to steer you wrong. It's an asset you're going to be able to reuse over and over and over again. And it's a write-off. <laughs> yeah, true. Good point. Is there anything that you really won't shoot, any type of event or locations or anything like that? Off the top of my head, no. I'm open to anything, but I don't do anything illegal. I haven't been asked to do shoot anything illegal. 
Okay. That goes without saying. I mean, anybody. Right, right. But generally speaking, no, because my favorite shoot is always the one I'm working on. It could be shifting from a wedding to a real estate, and now I'm fully engaged in that real estate. Or it could be from real estate to a high school senior portrait. They are darling. I love shooting high school senior portraits. There is something that's so refreshing and open and honest about those kids. I know they don't like to be called kids. Just kind of seeing them looking towards their future and and feeling the sense of accomplishment that they're graduating high school. It's really fun and adorable and kind of feeding off of that energy. We can get some really great stuff. Currently, I am looking for landscapers. Again, with my drone, I want to be able to come in and show off from top down like a pool or landscaping. So that seems to be really thrilling for me, too. But um, generally speaking, I don't have any issues uh, because I make it fun. And it's amazing how something is so sublime is maybe like a wine bottle. Oh, you can make it look amazing. I think you look at it as, you know, it's creating a story. It's not just work for you. It's an experience, which I think has got to translate through your work. Well, I hope so. I mean, that is my goal. Otherwise, why would I do this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you want to talk about your rates at all? And do you have any special offers or anything hot going on right now for your business that uh, that you want people to know about? Right. So I mentioned um, my high school seniors and I have a special going on uh, next door and it's $50 off the booking session if you book by June 23rd. So we're coming up on a couple of days left of that special. My rates are pretty commensurate with what you're gonna see across other photographers. We're all pretty right in in that ballpark. We may offer this where they may offer that or add this or whatever. All my rates are on my website. And then for real estate, I have another link which you can get through through my real estate page on my website. And again, it's very similar, comparable to what the market will hold. Okay. Do you shoot any live action type things? I haven't in a while. And that's something I could definitely be open to. That's that's not a problem. Yeah. I'm board president of the Modern American Dance Company here in St. Louis. See, that's interesting uh, to me. (laughs) Yeah. And we've been fortunate where we've had some really fantastic photographers in the past who are able to capture our dancers, who are just phenomenal athletes and artists. Yes. I would imagine that's a lot more difficult to capture those kinds of moments where there's movement than, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, then maybe- Well, it's just, it's the lens and the shutter speed. I remember shooting a a tango performance, which was one of my favorite shots. Um, And it was, it was, the tango can be very romantic and slow paced or it can be very intense. Yeah. And so it's just the different lens and then the different shutter speed. If you want to open that shutter speed, make it a little bit faster, it will stop the motion or slow it down to get that nice kind of feel to it. Cool. Margaret, I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you well, so much too, for Finn, taking our you. time. Yeah. yeah it's it was just nice to talking to other like-minded people. Again, you're in the media industry, plus you're involved with the chamber. So yeah. there's a lot of synergy there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And thanks, everybody, for uh, watching or listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. 
We want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to today's podcast. Please be sure and subscribe to the Local St. Charles podcast in your podcast software. We'd love for you to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And please don't forget to visit localstcharles.com for more episodes, information on local businesses, free resources, and a link to set up a free consultation with the host of this podcast. Thanks again and stay tuned. Thank you.